0: As we began 2019, a theme that seemed important was asking Jesus to help us see better this year. We need, to, we need to ask him for his help with this. Do we believe, my brothers and sisters, do we believe that it's possible to see things Better. And more clearly than we did last year. The Bible says again and again do you believe? Do you have faith? Do you have that hope? And I sure hope so. I think with better vision, our lives will improve. I think to see well is to live well. And let's begin by seeing Jesus' interaction with a blind man found in the Gospel of John, chapter 9. So we're going there together. I'm going to read two sections here. It's actually a pretty long chunk of scripture. There's a lot going on. I'm going to read the, this uh, first part, which is 1 through 7. Then I'll speak a little bit about what happens in between there. And then, uh, then the, this final verse is starting with 39 and forward. we have up here? Okay. <laughs> starting in verse 1. So as he went along... This is Jesus now. As he went along, he saw a man blind... From birth, his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground and made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam. And this word means sent. And so the man went and washed and came home seeing. What a miracle. All his life blind. Than just one encounter with Jesus. And yes, done in a surprising way. I remember I had a sermon a while back about surprised by Jesus. Jesus will surprise you at different times, he'll surprise us. We need to be open to that. Kind of surprising, isn't it? His methodology of the healing. Jesus spit on the ground, made some mud, and put it on the man's eyes. And then say, go wash. We don't hear that much today, do we? But Jesus can do what he wants to do. Because he knows how to get things done. All right, Our Savior, he, just, he knows how to get things done. He knows how to heal. Uh, by whatever means possible. And that's what he chose that day. He healed in so many different ways. It was kind of unique. But we're going to stop here. Be- before, before going on to the other scriptures. Stay here for a moment. Uh, be- Before we go on jumping to verse 39 and forward, you need to know that there are 31 verses in between here, 31 verses uh, that had this back and forth. It's kind of hard to understand a little bit, just all this back and forth conversation uh, about issues between Jesus and the religious men of his day called the Pharisees, uh, all about this miracle that took place. All these issues. So at first they thought, this is impossible. This, this, he can't be, this blind man from birth can't now be seen. Never heard of this. So first they doubted. They didn't believe. They doubted. This can not happen. But then when they uh, called in the man's parents to testify, is this your son? You know, it was, has he been blind from birth? They said, yes, this is our son. We don't know how this has happened. We weren't there. When he was with Jesus, but he sees now. This is our son. And so that kind of put that to rest. Nothing more could be said. But then it continues this back and forth. The Pharisees now saw another problem. See all these problems. We can do that sometimes, right? Something good can happen. All of a sudden, there's just problems that we have to bring up. And the problem was that Jesus healed the man on the Sabbath. And see, by this time, Israel as a nation had been around a long time. But by this time, okay, uh, when Jesus came on the scene and, and, and the, in the temple with all the rules and regulations, they had so many man-made rules that they added in related to the Sabbath. Almost to the point. So many rules. That it would be hard to do them all. So many rules, it's almost like, you know, you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. It's like so many rules where, like, you almost couldn't do anything, including help someone in need. Isn't that ridiculous? That in the Sabbath, you can't even help somebody in need. I mean, really? That's not being the people of God. They had made so many rules. They've gotten away from God and from God's heart. So you see, it's not the Bible and it's not Jesus. Don't you hear this? It's not the Bible or Jesus that create problems, I don't think. I think it's us. I think we make unnecessary problems for ourselves and others when we add extra rules about. How we think things should be. Not only in our life of faith. okay, The way we live it out. The way we read the Bible. But even in the church. Our church. I think some of the issues we've had. Or that we might have going forward. Are not because the Bible or Jesus. I think and we need to hear this. That the Lord speak to us. That it might be us. Causing the problems. That really shouldn't be there at all. So that's just a good lesson for us. See, the religious leaders and everyone else should have been celebrating the miracle of him seeing. They should have been celebrating. Like, this is awesome. But they were just looking for ways to not believe. Or looking for ways to say, that was done the wrong way. And that was sin. It was sin back then, and it's sin if we do it today. When something good is happening, and we say, ah, it shouldn't be done that way. Not in our church. We need to watch that. And we need to repent of that if that's in our hearts, in our congregation. All right. So that's all the back and forth here the Lord wants to speak to us on. And starting in verse 39, let's go to that Now, Jesus said... For judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Because he, he knew, they knew he was talking to them. What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see... Your guilt remains. There's a shift here from physical blindness to spiritual blindness that Jesus is trying to get them and us to understand. He has the power to cure physical blindness. Jesus has the power to cure spiritual blindness. He did it then. He wants to do it for us today. See, the Pharisees, through all their knowledge... You know, all their school and education and training thought we know, you know, we know the right way. And there was God in the flesh standing before them. Jesus, God in the flesh standing there. And they thought they knew it all, but they could not see him. They did not know that God was right there trying to show them, trying to get them to see a better way, but they resist it. See, they claim to see in their pride. We see, we know. And Jesus is like, no. You're not humble at all. You're so prideful and self-righteous. You need to take it down a notch and you need to have a more humble and soft heart to receive from me what is true so you can truly see So they were not aware. They were not aware of their blindness. And that can happen to us too. All of us. You in the pew and me in the pulpit. It can happen to all of us. You know, I don't care that I went to seminary. Okay? I mean, it was required for me to be a pastor. But that doesn't mean I know more than you. I might know a few things different. And you might know a few things different about God. And we share together. I always want to stay humble and say, I'm continuing to learn of Jesus. Just because I went to school for it and I stand up here, I don't know it all. I always say, there's only one know-it-all. It's God. So let's you and I try not to be a know-it-all. Right? Yes. That's good. Um, Now hear this. Globally, it's estimated that approximately... 4.5 billion people need some form of vision correction. 4.5 billion, that's most of of the world. Needs some form of vision correction. In an article I read on Personal Health News Online, it said, the biggest problem here is the lack of awareness. Many people do not even know they need vision correction. Or they might know it, but then don't do anything about it. There's a lesson to be learned here. Many of us are unaware that our vision needs to be corrected. Yeah, it might be true physically. Some of us in our church, and I know some of you have had some of those vision corrections. You're like, wow, I see better. Joanne, up in the belt, you're one of them. You did something about it. And I, you see better. You didn't say, no, I don't have a vision problem. I'm fine. Ignore it. What, what do, happens when we ignore problems? They get worse. So... Physical vision has gotten better for some right in our church. And it's the same with our spiritual vision. Seeing things of God and of others and of ourselves more accurately, more clearly. But we need to be aware. Aware that we might not be seeing things the way we need to be seeing them. And so our next point is be humble enough. To recognize your blindness. As you see, we're kind of getting away from the physical blindness to the spiritual, the emotional, the mental. The things that we're not seeing right. Be humble enough to recognize your blindness. There is always more to see. Meaning to learn and understand of God, of others, of ourselves, and of issues in the world. Let us not be prideful and stuck in one way of thinking, but always be asking the Lord to help us to see things as he sees them. We're going to start to close up shop here before we get to our watchwords and communion now. And I want to go to a a picture here. It's a little harder to see, a little darker, but... uh, that car is, is missing a headlight. Or the headlight's out. And I know Karen's not here. She's doing children's church. Maybe the kids remember this, like, in our van ride up to Wisconsin and back. I'm serious. Never in my life have, on the road, have I seen so many cars without the headlight. The missing light. I mean, seriously. I saw probably about 30 cars. And i just, it's like I just kept noticing them, noticing them. And I wonder, like, Lord, what? Is, you are trying to give me a message, and, and I hope it connects you to this message somehow. I'm not saying I know exactly how, but, it, but I, like, the light was out. The light was out. And I'm like, how many of those people were unaware? I think most, right? Because when you're driving, uh, you're, you can't see the light, you know. You're back here, but other people can see. You know, I could see, and I, and I wanted to say, hey, you know, but we're driving, you know, 65, 70 miles down the road. I can't give them the message. But I think that's how it is with a lot of us. Sometimes we have a headlight out. And we, we don't know it. But if we knew it, we could fix that headlight and we could see better. See that? See better on the road of life. If we knew. And there are times. Here's another thing I need to say about being more humble. Because a lot of us are just not good at this. <laughs> is... Offense can going to be someone else who tells us, hey, your headlight's out. Because they see. People right on town, they say, you know, hey Joe, hey Dale, hey David, I, I noticed your, your headlight's out. And we should say, no, no, it's not, I'm sure it's on, I'm sure it's there. No, you say, oh, okay, I'll check that out. And you, know, you walk around front, and say, it's out. And we're sometimes resistant to people, whether a spouse, a parent, a teacher, a coach, others you know, in school, a friend, someone saying, you know, I'm kind of concerned about that. I, I, they might see that a headlight is out in our life. You see, something's not quite right. You're not seeing things maybe the way you could see it. And we need to be humble enough to, to receive what they have to say. And say, you know, you know, I'm gonna make that change. Don't resist it, because the Lord through his word, and through other people, and circumstances of life will help us to see. See, after Jesus' resurrection, he walked with some disciples on the road, and he opened their eyes so they could recognize him. And this was after he took them through, he explained in the scriptures all that pointed to him. They needed to see from the Bible, okay? Which was just the Old Testament at that time. But see from the scriptures of what, where he was and so they could see him. And our last point here for the day is I thought this, something for us to to meditate on. Okay, it's that our Savior's leading plus scripture reading equals spiritual seeing. Our Savior's leading. It has to be Jesus. Jesus opens the eyes. Of us all. And then the scripture reading, His Word. Like I talk with the children and the watchwords that are now going to go forth. That's His Word. You receive it. It's going to help you to see better in 2019. We're going to see God better, ourselves better, others better. Maybe certain issues in the world where we thought it's only this way. Maybe being more open. Well, maybe it's not just that way. Being open to that. And so these watchwords will help us to see what God wants us to see this year.